Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. .edu/podcast Bring us in babe. Welcome to Coco Caliente. This is our first official episode and we're so excited you're listening to us. Oh. <laughs> are you kidding? We got to do something about that. Um you want to go check on the dogs? Yeah. All right, take two. Welcome to Coco Caliente. Um, today we're going to be talking about first impressions of each other. Yeah, yeah, first impressions. Before that, we want to catch you up a little bit because I am still sweating from this morning's workout, and I can't. I yeah. like I, I feel it down my back and my butt crack. Uh, just kind of like I don't know. It takes me a little bit to cool down. Nicole started working out too, so I know I'm shocked. I'm still shocked. I've done three classes, and I'm just getting better and better. So what are the classes like? So now, because I know, you know, my thing is fitness or whatever, and I've really fallen off of that. <laughs> yeah, I literally think I'm like 10 pounds heavier than when I, when we first started dating probably, which is so bad. <laughs> but it happens and you're just like happy and you freaking eat everything. So that's where I'm at right now. And we got engagement pictures coming. So that's my motivation. And I freaking hate bathing suits, hate them so much. Every March we take a family vacation. <laughs> Every year, I'm like, this is going to be when I'm not going to wear a one piece. So that's my, that's what I'm going to try to go for. The crazy thing is, you don't even, uh, it doesn't even look like you gained any, you look the exact same to me. I mean, I don't. Well, to be honest, I haven't weighed myself in six months. (laughs) It could be anywhere. I'm just judging by how tight my pants are, like my clothes. I don't know. We haven't bought a scale in this new house. We've lived here for about six months. Yeah, yeah, we have. And I haven't gotten sick. I hate going to the doctor, stepping on the scale. With your heavy boots, your winter coat, you're like, wait, wait, wait. I want to take that off. That's like five pounds. Yeah, and and honestly, I think I've gained, I was at like 180-something when I moved here, and I'm at like 205. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, my God. I used to be just ripped. I mean, I, I want to change my handle on Instagram. I don't want to be El Fitvic anymore because that just <laughs> has a connotation attached to it that I feel like I'm not living up to. <laughs> no, it's fine. We're getting in shape anyways, and I'm working out, and it's a big shocker, finally using my fitness clothes that I've bought the last five years. Really, like, we should just be proud of ourselves. You know what? I am. I'm happy. 
And mm -hmm. I think I went backwards though because the breakfast that you cooked me this morning was entirely too. <laughs> no. It was like you, you know when you're when you're like eight years old and you, you like eat and like you don't want to eat anymore, so you like kind of put your fist under your chin and you just start spreading the food around so it looks like you ate a lot. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt. Oh. Uh, but I ate it all and I'm stuffed. I'm always afraid of not feeding somebody enough, so I overdo it. I hate going to people's house and I'm freaking hungry. <laughs> Anyway, we met in Big Brother 18. Everyone knows that. We've gotten a lot of questions about our relationship, but I feel like we have to start at the very beginning mm -hmm. to get through it, and it's not going to probably be in all one episode. Yeah. There's so much. I mean, it's been three years since we've known each other. We've been together for like a year and five months. Yeah, something like that. And so there's a lot of time gap there. So when we first met in Big Brother 18, we definitely had first impressions of each other, and I... And we'll be honest about them. Oh, so I'm, I'm interested, Nicole. What was, the, <laughs> what was the, your first impression of me? I mean, you were loud, mm -hmm. um, which is fine. Just like loud or my laugh is loud so or I just everything? Everything's so loud. <laughs> everything. You and Jose were so loud. And I, I think since I've played Big Brother prior, I knew loud people are the first ones to go. So I'm like, I'm not even going to associate myself with him. So it's like a different level than just first impression of meeting someone on the street. Uh -huh. It's like game wise. You're oh, not yeah. good for my game. So that's kind of too why I pushed you, pushed you away, mm -hmm. I guess. Good foreshadowing um, though, right? Yeah. You foreshadowed that really well. In... Why? Because I got out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know, like the, I don't, I don't like, like fourth or something. Yeah, I, it's better to shut up for like the first four weeks. That's just not as fun though. Mm. Well, anyways, <laughs> when I was a captain, because I was one of the four returners, and I was able to pick a guy. Oh, I felt so neglected. <laughs> I was able to pick a guy first in my team. And I think pretty much everyone was eligible. You were eligible. Yeah, I was eligible. And so, to be honest, I didn't know who to pick between Victor and, like, a couple other guys. And I really wanted to pick Victor because he looked so physically fit. And that's what I needed on my team. But his long hair... It just triggered something for me because I had previously had a heartbreak and I was like, I'm not, I'm staying away from all guys with long hair. It wasn't even that long. It was pretty long and I curly. Mean, it, it, no, I think, yeah. I mean, it was a little long, but it wasn't extremely so, long. So to be honest, that's exactly why I stayed away from you. I'm like, I'm not having a showman's this season. I am definitely not going to showman someone with long hair. I already had done that. <laughs> I'm staying away from you. So I picked somebody that I thought was like. I thought he was a dorky dad. But anyways, <laughs> to be honest, I did. So let's just, that's that's where my first impression of you went. It was kind of prior, my prior relationship that. Yeah. And it's kind of, you know what? And I and I felt as I was standing there, I mean, one guy got picked, another guy got picked. And, and I think I was like second or third to second. To, and I was like, what the heck is going on? I felt like we were playing dodgeball in high school <laughs> yeah. and I was the least athletic kid there and nobody wanted me on their team. And I was like, man, this sucks. And he was the most visibly fit. It was his mouth that got him in trouble. And we only no, knew each other for five mouth, minutes. You know what? And I'll argue that because nobody knows each other at that point. And thank you very much. My team was safe because I won that competition, riding the rocket. Yeah, there you go. So that was vengeance at its finest. I enjoyed that. That's fine. And weren't you like on the verge of being out in like the first 48 hours? Yeah, but guess what? I became HOH. Let's just not again get into this. 
I wouldn't change a thing. Well, I would, but <laughs> anyways. So, Nicole, it's 2019. New year, new you. That's what they say. <laughs> but what always happens when you go to the gym at the beginning of the year? Oh, it's packed. It's always so packed. But I just found out about Beachbody On Demand. Have you heard about that? No. So Beachbody On Demand is an easy way to stream, right? And it gives you instant access to a wide variety of super effective workouts you can do right from the comfort of your living room 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know if you know this, but they're the companies that are behind... P90X, Insanity, mm-hmm. 21 Day Fix. Oh, I love 21 Day Fix. That's the only program that has helped me lose weight, I swear. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. That's so, awesome. yeah, they're, they're part of that. T25, Brazilian mm-hmm. Butt Lift, Pio, Hip Hop Abs. I mean, they got everything. And what's cool is you can access it anywhere, anytime, like on your computer, your tablet, smartphone, Roku, Apple TV, all that stuff. Wow. And so what I want to try this year and what I want to get my listeners to try, our listeners, is P90X or any workout. I want you guys to get in the gym, lose some weight, and I'm going to help. Genius, Vic. Maybe they don't need to lose weight. But you can just be more healthy. Get your heart stronger. You know what I mean? Get that six-pack that I've been working for for the past 20 years. I get my six-pack back that I lost forever ago when we started dating. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) But right now, I can get you guys a special free trial membership. What you have to do is text coco coco to 303030 so you're just going to text coco to 303030 and you'll get full access to the entire platform for free all the workouts the nutrition information and their new 14 day results plan you can lose up to like nine pounds in two weeks Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And the 21 day fix is included in that too. That's like gold, you guys. I know. It's it's awesome. So again, just text coco to 303030. So, yeah, my first impression of Nicole, uh, actually, I, it, you know, full disclosure, I didn't watch a lot of Big Brother when, uh, or any, rather, when I applied. And when I was going through the process, in, and if you guys, if you've never gone through the process of, you know, applying, which a lot of people don't, they make you watch, you know, episodes of Big Brother, just so you know kind of how the game goes and, you know, yeah. what's going on. And the only episode that I watched was 16. Because 16 is the bomb.com. Yeah, yeah. I guess it was good. It was good. So and so then I saw Nicole on there, and so when she was one of the returning people, she was the only person that I knew, and I was like, oh, okay, that's all right, Nicole. Yeah, I know her from sixteen. You know, she's kind of cute or whatever, but you know, just focus on the game, focus on what we got going on, and you know, move forward. But I just thought I thought you were a sweet girl. I thought you were super innocent. I thought you were... I am super innocent. And yeah, well, I mean, yeah, quote unquote, right? I am. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I don't know. I, I'd say I had a crush on you, right? Yeah, I know you did. I had a... Oh, yeah, you I knew. 100% knew you did. And I... So what happened, I could tell you did, Vic. Like, you followed me around, which is great. I did not follow you around. Okay, Let's... Not- let's... Let that... <laughs> that sounds really bad. That sounds like stalker. I was not... Okay? okay when, like, if you were... If you were just hanging out on your own, right. not doing anything, I'd go by and have a conversation. Yeah, I yeah, wasn't yeah. like puppy dog chasing you around the house. Okay, Let's no. get that clear. Okay, he wasn't following me around, but he, yeah, you would just come talk to me more than, more than most, I guess, which was fine. Mm-hmm. I could just tell you had a little bit of a crush because at one time you told me that I'm your type. And then what happened was you got evicted. And then I told Paul, your best friend in the house, about it. And then, like, it just became this big ordeal, but you were no longer in the house. And then you came back, and they were like, it became an issue. 
You know I don't, what I mean? You know, I don't remember it being so much of an issue. And I made a passing comment when we were playing pool at the pool table. And you're like, I'm not your type. And I was like, yeah, you're my type. And I was like, if, you know, worlds were different. Okay, I wasn't fishing into you like that. But, the, you know, you said that. Yes, I verbatim. That's uh-huh. exactly what you said. Okay. And then it spiraled into something that it was not. Right. It was spiraled, spiraled into something it was not. And that was not my doing or your doing. That was strategy upon the house to make someone mad at you for something. It was so dumb. But anyways, I could tell you had a crush on me. Yeah. and But I also respected the fact that you were not in a point at that time to be, you know, interested in me. Right? I shouldn't have been interested in anyone at that point in time. I was legit heartbroken. I weighed like probably 15 pounds like below what I should be weighing. It was terrible. And I just can't believe that I put myself together in that house. I remember the first four days I cried in the shower. I was HOH and I'm crying. And I'm like, I can't do this. Really? Oh yeah. I wanted to go home. Everyone. It was like having nobody there that was familiar, but I was in the same dang house. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like Davon had uh, James, they had played together. I didn't know these people. I had, I was the biggest target for the first week. So <laughs> It was just not normal. I was norm. I was used to being under the radar. Yeah, and I wasn't, and I had to get there. No, and I totally feel you because, like, the first the first week or however long it took me to get out, the first two weeks, yeah, I felt you know like I was being shunned. I felt that yeah. I was too much of a threat. Nobody wanted to you know talk anything, but like. Mm-hmm. Fake conversation, knowing that they're going to get me out. And so, you know, for a little bit there, I was like, man, this sucks. Like, I right. don't even want to be here. Right. Who's real? Who's fake? Yeah. What are these conversations? It's like, tough. Why are you talking to me about, you know, life outside the house when you want to evict me? You know, like, if you you, you want to hang out, but, you know. you. So one thing that I can't do is I can't fake talking to someone. Yeah. So what I do is I just don't talk to them. It's terrible. But I'm like, hey, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to pretend to care about this and that and make you feel like I'm your friend because then you feel backstabbed. Whereas it's like, oh, I didn't expect her vote anyway. That's what I did to every single person. And that's what I did to you probably too. And it was right off the bat. We didn't know anybody. And I was already feeling like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, no. And, but I was lucky enough, right? I guess double-edged sword. I got evicted. But once I got evicted that first time and I was able to come back, I had so much less stress on me. Mm -hmm. I knew what it felt like. And so I got more fun. I had more fun with it. I cared less, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, you know what? I don't even care about talking so much game or strategy. I'm just going to talk that with one person, but I'm just going to try to rely a lot on competition Mm -hmm. and I'll just hang out and be myself. You were really loyal. You were really charming, funny. You would put on like these puppet shows (laughs) and (laughs) I absolutely loved that. Like you became someone that everybody wanted to be around. And I fully agree that it's all about the situation if you're like okay i'm in here to play i gotta Uh win that's how i was in bb18 i didn't bring out my fun lovable side because i freaking couldn't Mm. i knew if i did that i was gonna fall right back into where what i did in bb16 so you making that point is really really good because when you stop trying it's almost like you 
you're better. Yeah, it's a fun. It becomes a fun summer. You become yourself. Mm-hmm. You break out of that shell. Yeah, it's you nice, it's no yourself. longer like, hey, I'm going to put on this facade mm-hmm. and try to be, you know, detective. And, you know, figure out everything. "Eh, If it happens, it happens. If not, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, I can't even, you know, it it became twofold when I got evicted the second time and came back because I was like, all right. I was actually rooting for him to come back. I needed him to come back. I was like, (laughs) when he left the second time, we had a really good relationship. Yeah. And I I came back and I was just so happy. I was Mm -hmm. just like, I mean, what are you going to do to me now? Come on. I've left twice. I mean, I'm just having a, the time of my life. If mm-hmm. I get out one last time, eh, whatever. And we never had really any ill intentions towards each other. No. Like, no. it was never bad. It Mm-mm. was always, like, we were friends. We would hug. Yeah. We would encourage each other. I mean, we were never yelling or anything like that. No, and, and for me, it was easier, right? Because when you get evicted and you come back, you're like, oh, well, you got nothing to lose. I just got no, not even that. I'm just going after the person that got me out. Everybody knows that. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't make it a secret. I'm just like, okay, well, you mm-hmm. got me out, so you're exactly who I'm going for. Yeah. And I and I'll tell you what, revenge is the best feeling ever. Oh and my I was gosh. able I was able to do that twice mm-hmm. and it felt great. And then nobody else was mad at me because they and they can't be mad at me because they're the ones that evicted me, you right? Had so a they reason. totally Yeah, they totally understand, like, okay, you know, like I get it, right? Mm-hmm. I did that to you, you did that to me, all right. right. Tit for tat, it's fair. Yeah, for sure. Vic, you love to smell good. Yes, yes, I do. And you love when other people smell good. I love it. So there's this really cool thing that you're about to try, Scentbird. Uh-huh, you were telling me about it. So what is it? So it's a monthly subscription that you get to pick different perfumes or colognes oh, okay. to try. They send them to your door. So they're sample size. You don't have to commit to a huge $50 bottle before making sure you love it. You oh. have a month's supply first. That's awesome. Yeah, so I tried Glossier You by Glossier, and it's my absolute favorite perfume. Oh, okay. And that's how I found it. And also Gucci, I tried Guilty, and then Kate Spade, Walking on Air. Oh, they got legit brands. Oh, yeah. They're they're like like the expensive stuff. <laughs> well, I like that too because it's like when you're at the store, there's like a million different smells in there. So you don't I know, know. So if you, you actually like it. Exactly. So they come <laughs> to your door so you can like take breaks from smelling them. Yeah. And also I am offering my listeners, you can get 50% off your first month today. Oh. That's only seven fifty for your first fragrance. If you go to Scentbird.com forward slash coco and use my code coco for 50 percent off your first month awesome awesome again awesome. that's scentbird s-c-e-n-t bird.com forward slash c-o-c-o for you to try your first perfume or cologne for just 750 sign on and smell amazing smell amazing <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's like kind of transitioning into what i wanted to talk about with big brother 16 versus 18 mm-hmm. um where 16, I was myself. I was just so happy to have made it on the cast. I didn't care if I got voted out first. I mean, I definitely didn't want to, but I was like, wow, I'm from such a small town. I made it on the TV. Everyone's freaking out. This is before I knew you're supposed to put cover up on your whole face. Like I was dabbing cover up on zits here and there. I didn't know how to do makeup. I didn't know anything. And it was just such a freeing feeling no stress. I didn't care about what I looked like. Yeah. I mean, you know, as much as like I would look back and be like, dude, Nicole, you should have done this. Or this. <laughs> um, you weren't trying to be an Instagram model on yeah, TV or anything like no, that. No, I was just, it was so, I was so innocent and like 
able to just be myself and the people on 16 allowed me to do that. Mm -hmm. It was such a good group of people felt like family. I still love them all. They're so, so great. Yeah. You guys still have like a little group message that you guys message. Yeah. Like we still say Merry Christmas and all that stuff every single year or happy Thanksgiving. Um, and it's just, so then when I got back, asked back for a BB 18, I thought, okay, summer camp again. Sure. Yeah. Why not? And I go back in and it's like toxic <laughs> and I'm like, what did I do? It was it, vicious. It brought out the worst in me. It yeah. really, really did. And I went into survival mode mm-hmm. and I made stupid like decisions and I'm honestly traumatized by Big Brother 18. So when people ask me about that, yeah, I won, but it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun for me. And when I look back, I can't freaking watch that season. Like there was so many times that. It, it was just, it was hard. It yeah. was so hard. And I think, I mean, what do you think? I, I beat myself up for it all the time. I yeah. don't, I mean, I won. So it's like, I d- can't really say it's I would bittersweet. change anything. Yeah. It's bittersweet, right? Had I not won, I would have been like, I kind of wish I didn't do it. Yeah. Because it was so toxic. So what do you <laughs> think out, out of the, out of the entire experience? Obviously you won, right? So, yeah. but what was like the, if the worst part of it? Like, what was your lowest of the low when, when you were there that, that made you, like, you know, I know in the first week you were saying, like, you don't know if you can do this. But after that, was I, there any other experience that you were just like, ah, I don't know about this? Like, Yeah. Um, every week I was called out, Vic. Every single week I was a snake. <laughs> and the thing is, is, like, yes, I was working hard secretly and doing things, but not... Not to where I should get this credit of being a freaking snake. Like, that's not... And then I said, okay, you want me to be a snake? I'll be a snake. And it was the time that I made up a comment. And I don't know how to really explain this. It's kind of long. But, I, yeah, there were several times where I just felt, oh, my gosh, I don't know. Oh, you can't can't deviate from that. You got to tell us. What what was that Uh, comment? Oh, no, it was when I made up... um, Polly went out and I made up something completely made it up mm-hmm. and to get you and to get you and paul up on the block i told natalie something oh, completely made yeah. it up and then i couldn't even admit to myself that i made it up like yep. that's how that's how crazy i was and, in there and that and, actually blew up in her face because then she thought that that oh, was it real saved my game yeah she it thought abs- that was real it saved my game and i just couldn't believe that i was capable of doing that i'm like who is this who am i what am i becoming with all these people around me like this is not okay but i knew i had to do it and i came this far and and she believed me because it was true what i made up was true i just didn't actually hear it so that's uh, what sealed the deal it's like i used my instincts but what was it i said Polly said that um james is coming after me okay and james really was coming after me and mm-hmm. she's like oh my god he told he told her and so that's what oh, because was, it was okay. true she's like why would i not believe her she won hoh and she put you in Paul yeah. up on the block and then she regretted it five minutes later but whew. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, that was so a good game move. that's yep. when i realized this is not this is not me and it's making you somebody that you're not yeah and the first time i didn't go through that at all i didn't go through it at all i felt like me the entire time and i was so happy coming off and i was fine leaving at jury house was like one of the best times of my life like and now oh yeah let me tell you something about the dream <laughs> yeah 18. i can only imagine oh my god i was only there for a day and it was 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody was in their own corners, you know, type of deal. Nobody was commingling. I mean. So hence, it's all about the company you're around. Like, the people <laughs> in the house can make it or break it for you. <laughs> That's um, funny. That's funny. So, uh, all right. So that was a cool, you know, that gave us a little insight about us and mm-hmm. first meeting in BB-18. So now I want to transition, uh, you know, this being Coco Caliente, and I'm the Caliente. And mm-hmm. I'm the Caliente because I'm Spanish, Puerto Ricanio. All my Boricuas out there, what's up? <laughs> uh, and so I want to I introduce something to the show that's called the Spanish Word of the Day. Woo-hoo. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> uh, basically I'm going to say a word, and I'm going to see if Nicole can figure out what that word means, okay? Okay, and I did take Spanish a couple years, so... We'll see. <laughs> I might know it. So this word is particularly used in Puerto Rico because oh, there's a bunch of different dialects, you know, of Spanish around right. the world. So, right. and so this word is zafacón. 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 And it just means one word. It's one word. It's and, and it's actually it's a thing. Uh, make it easier Zafacón. for you. It's a, it's a, thing. a microphone. No. Wait, wait, wait. Safacón. I don't know. I've never heard that before. <laughs> what is it? Even even Spanish people from like South America then or why Spain. Why are you giving me know. such a hard one? Okay, okay, okay. The same word. The same word is also basurero. What? Basurero. I don't freaking know. Or okay, so. I can't even make make something up from that word. It's like very long. Trash can. Oh my gosh. That's two words. <laughs> no, but That's it's one was, word. It's only one word though. But I was asking in English if it's one word. I knew it was freaking two words. Oh my God. It is just trash can. I mean, that's... that's two words. No, is trash can one word or two words? I think it's trash space can. Hmm. It doesn't matter. Nonetheless... It's still a thing. A trash can is a thing. You buy you, one trash can. You don't buy two and like put it together and it becomes a trash can. You, you know tricked I mean? me. I did not trick you. You tricked me. All right. But yeah, zafacón is we use that in Puerto Rico. Basurero is more widely used. So that is the Spanish word of the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I don't want to talk about trash. No, what a weird <laughs> word. <laughs> that way um, hey, you're learning spanish one word at a time so okay. if you tune in each week you'll learn one word and you should use it at least once uh at least once in the day once okay or twice so in the day. we'll start we need to start out with easier words because i can't even remember what the freaking spanish word is and i took four years basurero 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 okay or safacón. There you go, guys. Use trash can this week. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can you throw that in the basurero? Or can you throw that in the safacón? Yep, you got two options. Hey. Nicole, if you had a guess, what I would think is your favorite thing to do, what, what would that be? Eating. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. But what would be a close second? Sleeping. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> well, you do sleep one third of your life. And you know who is making that one third of your life a whole lot better? Who? Casper. Mm, what do they do? Have you heard about Casper? Kind of, but tell me about it. They sell mattresses, okay. right? And I used to be a mattress salesman, but Casper, they make this uh, breathable design for their beds. So you sleep cool and it regulates your body temperature throughout the night, which is awesome because I'd get that complaint a lot when I sold beds. Mm-hmm. And also they have affordable pricing because they cut out the middleman. 
oh, I would never have a job anymore. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. There's also hassle-free returns if you're not completely satisfied. Okay. And it's delivered right to your door in a small box. Like, how did it fit in this box? It's like a very big vacuum seal that they use then. <laughs> yeah, and it's free shipping and returns in the U.S. Awesome. and Canada. Okay. So you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. And that's the best way to try it because you can't just lay on a bed for two seconds and... Be like, oh, True. this is the bed I'm going to use. No, you might not like it. So it's nice that they let you have it at the house for like three months. Yeah, so you can get $50 towards your select mattress by visiting casper.com forward slash COCO and using code COCO COCO at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, make sure you go now so you can get those $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com forward slash COCO and using COCO at checkout. Terms and conditions may apply. So, Vic, something that I'm wondering is, what was it, like, what's it like coming out of the Big Brother house for the first time with, like, that season? Because it was my second season, so I already knew what to expect, and I just know Instagram was bigger, social media was bigger, everything was big. So, what was it like for you? It was, it was a culture shock, right, because... We weren't exposed to that. You know, mm-hmm. going in, I had 400 and nothing followers. And I had actually deleted my Instagram you yeah. know, a little bit before. Mm-hmm. And But initially, it was just the rush of people. When you get out of the Big Brother house and you start doing all those interviews and then you go to that, you know, the rap party. Yeah. And it was just so much. And then I got my phone. The phone's vibrating like crazy when you yeah. first turn it on. Talk to your mom for the yeah, first time. you got to turn off notifications oh, and all that. Yeah. It's insane. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it's insane. And I couldn't sleep that night. Uh, I really, I was up, you know, we got out of the house, the party ended at 12, Mm -hmm. we got our phones, went to the hotel. I didn't go to sleep, my eyes were bloodshot red till like 10 a.m. the next day. Just because you were just so on such like a high? I was so wired up, Mm -hmm. I was so just exposed to so much stimulation all at once. And I wasn't even, it's not like I was out and about. Like, I was in my hotel room, and I just couldn't sleep. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. And mm-hmm. and I and I was like, man, I can't, this can't be <laughs> how it's going to be forever. So I finally went to sleep. The next day, we had to wake up and film Bold and the Beautiful. So that's oh, yeah. another, you know, me, Paul, and Dave Vaughn, yeah. another culture thing. It was like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. I feel, you you feel like a mini celebrity, right? I mean, I they cut three of, no, two of three of my lines. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I just said I suck. Thank you for having me, though. But no, just even having that experience, yeah, right? You, you have go someone there. powdering your face between yeah. takes. You have someone, you have an outfit dedicated for you. I mean, I have these really expensive, fancy shoes. Yeah. They I give you so- a call. They're like, uh, your script is going to be at the hotel lobby yeah. and you can no, pick it you up. Do. And you it's get like, a taste of fame They for pick sure. you up in a mm-hmm. limo, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like, oh my gosh, what is going on right, right. now? Yeah. And, but then, you know, as time goes on, you know, that lasts for a little bit. They call you to do these events in Canada yeah. and all this. So you're riding this wave mm-hmm. um, and you think you're just it, right? You think you're the top of this world, but you're really nothing. <laughs> you know, in the list of celebrity status, you're really nothing. You're not A, B, C. You're like Z down there. I mean, yeah. you just got off a show, so people are excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a double-edged sword, right? Because if you get too into it, you're not focusing on what's real, Right, what you have to do. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, I know. I mean, we had completely different experiences, and that's why I'm, I'm asking you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was caught in this bubble where I thought, mm-hmm. you know, this is going to be my life forever. I'm I mean, just going to go would. to these parties yeah. and you know, stay on social media and mm-hmm. do all this, and that's going to be my life, and I'm never going to have to work and again. Honestly, like, I knew 
I, I mean, I came right home. I always do. I did mm-hmm. both times. My parents keep me very grounded. Thank goodness. But, and I had just won a bunch of money. So I definitely wasn't going to go blow that. Yeah. But um, you also won America's Favorite. So you had money to blow. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I could see on social media what all the house guests were doing. Mm-hmm. Like you were posting nonstop. I could tell like, oh, this is going on. He's going out quite a bit or he's in Canada quite a bit or, you know, and... I just, I could see, I mean, it was all broadcasted pretty much. Everything that you were doing, you wanted to put out there because you wanted, it made you feel like important. The attention. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and it's crazy because if I, if I can go back and do it again, I wouldn't do that. Right. Right. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I might do some events in Canada, but I tone it down, just cash the money, you know, and leave it in the bank account. Mm -hmm. I blew a lot of money Yeah. and you know, I do regret that, but it was something that now looking back, it happened. I got it out of my system and it's something that I would never do now, right? Like right. I'm happily engaged. I'm mm-hmm. happy that I'm happy that that's in the past. Yeah. And it happened and I know that's not a place that I want to be in again. But I think it happens every single year with house yes. guests. So that's who we're kind of like address them right now, yeah. you know? Because I came right home, but I'm not a partier and I don't I get anxiety from all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't really like to drink, so it's an easy decision for me and also I'm so sensitive that the media, whatever they're saying about me, um, I'll just go home and kind of dwell in it where you're yeah. just like, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I'm famous. I'm this, I'm this. Yeah. And it was, and it wasn't anything other than like, oh, I'm just going to travel, you know, do this, buy some things here, buy some things there, you know? And then next thing you know, you, you're back at mm-hmm. home and you got nothing, Yeah, you know? And, and like, okay, I'm a personal trainer. I got mm-hmm. my clients or whatever, but that's not a, you know, Right. No, you definitely got to get a job. You got to figure your life out. You have to stay grounded in that because it's very easy to lose yourself and also probably to feel kind of some type of depression, right? Yeah. And I, you know, luckily I didn't, I didn't get to that low point where I was like all depressed and everything, but I was able to realize before it got to that point that's like, all right, I got to figure this out because Mm -hmm. if I stay on this track, I mean, what am I going to do? Right. I won't have anything and then I'll be like everybody else, oh, hoping that they get me on another show and I can make some more money and, you know, just keep doing social media stuff. And, you know, full, you know, full disclosure, I have a lovely life up here. I have yeah. a job, you know, a free plug. I work at Echo Global Logistics. I, you know, I'm a freight broker. I got benefits and I mm-hmm. love my life with Nicole and we still travel. We still travel. Yeah, I've been here. <laughs> so I've been off reality TV for my first time five years. Yeah. Five years ago. And I haven't chain like i've been living in the same place for the past five years and i think do you think like me coming back here helps right yeah yeah you coming back Mm -hmm. to your family to your roots not thinking that you're you know this above the world you know persona right i know it can be gone in the snap of your fingers exactly so it's something that you just gotta give it a little tender love and care and just realize who you really are right not who you other people want you to be exactly and Thank goodness I have such a great support system. Mm-hmm. And also, I am a nurse. I know a lot of people ask me about that. I'm a registered nurse. I have my bachelor's. I graduated at 21 and went right on to Big Brother, came back, took my NCLEX, passed, and then started working. Um, and then I went back to Big Brother. Mm-hmm. So I had to quit after like a year. I worked in the emergency room. And then um, I we left for another adventure kind of yeah. recently. Yep. So, and I've been doing some school nursing here and there, but I am not completely back Yeah. as far as working well, part-time, full-time, but I did leave the hospital twice for reality shows. And I mean, I don't think they're like super happy about it. I mean, mm-hmm. they're happy that I did well, but 
you know, I, they depend on me. There's only two nurses um, in the ER where I work and having somebody having to quit last minute and you know, it's, it hurts. It's tough. Yeah. On them. yeah. And I have also, it wasn't easy for me either. Cause I'm like, I could be back in a week. Yeah. It's a decision yeah. you have to, you have to make. So I think just going right back to work and stuff helps too. You can only travel. I mean, we, we travel, but yeah, you we have still to, yeah. you have to kind of go back to regular life. That's the best because if you just sit there and crave that attention so much, you're going to be so upset when it's gone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it's definitely a reality check when the next cast comes out, right? Because Oh, yeah. Someone moving <laughs> in your house is not cool, let me tell you. <laughs> somebody moves in the house. There's the fit guy. You know, there's the sweet there's girl. You. There's you. There's somebody that's, you, there's that's the, taking your place. The type mm-hmm. of person that you are is back in that house, yeah. right? And so, you know... I'm I'm happy that I moved up here to Ubley. I'm happy that, you know, I found you and it's not that I was like crazy. No, no, no. But it was it was more so finding direction for the future, right? Because and what I, are you gonna do? Exactly. You know? And for people that were I saw people were asking questions like, You guys didn't like each other in the Big Brother house. It's like, no, I wasn't myself. I was in some weird like heartbreak revenge because I wanted to win tight mode and you had to go through your whole phase of coming out and being like feeling of famous mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. for lack mm-hmm. of a better term yeah and we had to go through that stuff to end up together yeah I mean and and I don't know we could have met we met at a big brother or we we started kind of talking yeah we were like texting talking I would try to FaceTime yeah. you and stuff and, and so it was it just happened gradually in the real world and I think that's better a year after too not right. even like right after it was like yeah. a year later you know and we had to go through that to get where we are right now so to answer that question I think that all happened for a reason mm-hmm. and had we started liking each other in the big brother house coming out it probably wouldn't it wouldn't have have sustained yeah it wouldn't have been as successful i would have came here and he would have been like oh, bouncing you know? around doing my thing and i would have been not okay with like yeah. you know like dude yeah. come on like, <laughs> it, you're either gonna be with me or you're gonna go do god knows what yeah <laughs> no it, and, it, and it worked out the best way it possibly could and i mean i, I am i am super happy like i yeah. couldn't be happier about you know where we ended up and where we have our house you know, we have our stability. So we still do is... our trips on the weekends sometimes, yeah. you know, and we yeah. we have our routine and it's awesome. I enjoy so, it. So people also would like to know what's it like? What's it like moving from a big city to <laughs> up here? Like, I mean, I've lived here my whole life, so I don't know. So for you. So it's definitely a big change, right? I, I lived in. I'd say slide out of Louisiana, which is like half an hour outside of New Orleans. And, but even there, I'm mm-hmm. within an arm's reach of anything that I need. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You guys can get like slushies, like <laughs> alcoholic slushies through the drive-thru. Yeah, can you? you can do. Yeah, they're called daiquiris. And so oh, yeah, you can go daiquiri. through, yeah, you can go through a drive-thru, get the daiquiri. As long as the tape is still on the, the straw hole, it's heck? legal, right? Uh, but it's just, it's just completely different over there mm-hmm. in downtown New Orleans. You can walk around, you know, Oh my gosh, me in New Orleans. Open container. Nightmare. Oh yeah. I took Nicole out there. She was having so much anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Like seriously. <laughs> and you know what really made me angry was the horses. Oh uh, yeah. I was crying. I hate when people are out there with their horses. It was like how hot Vic. Yeah, it was pretty. I mean, New Orleans in the summer, it's like 80% humidity. So it could be like 88, feels like 97 mm-hmm. type deal. And so, yeah, Nicole was, oh, needless was to say, so she's such mad. an animal lover. And 
So her seeing these horses in New Orleans on the car- like being, you know, drawing carriages and yeah, stuff. Yeah, don't like, take those, you guys. Yeah. So, but uh, uh, aside from that, we had a good time. The yeah. daytime, the daytime in New Orleans is a lot more fun if you don't want to be stuck in the crowd of people. Everybody. No, it's fun. Like I'm know. not gonna. It was fun, and the food is really awesome. Oh, the food's amazing. I mean, I probably gained five pounds just there, but it was really, <laughs> really good. They have great veggie dogs. Like yeah. we went to this place. That they, dog. We went to that dog. We had beignets. 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 At Those Cafe Dumont. Really good. Yeah. Um, but it was just like, it was, if I had to live there, I don't think I'd ever come out of my house. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's one of those things. So I'd say at least downtown New Orleans, like where Bourbon Street and the French Quarter is, that's, that's something that if you go visit, it's good to visit, right? Like you go, you have, you Mm -hmm. know, you go party a little bit, you know, you do the whole. Oh, the thing that's really cool is the. Carousel bar? The weddings. Oh, so yeah. So Nicole had a chance to see, we were in downtown New Orleans. They were by the cathedral in the French Quarter. And we have this thing over there called the second line. And the mm-hmm. second line is like a band, right? A band and it's a parade. And especially for like a wedding, the the wedding, you know, the bride and groom are on the back. They got their umbrellas and everybody around them has like a handkerchief and they're waving around and they got a big brass band, yeah. you know, going. Bah, 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 yeah, so they're bah. all walking down the street. It's a parade. It's a and, parade. And, every, and you can join in. Like they want strangers to join in and celebrate their big day. And it's yeah. just like so different and cool. And everybody has, you know, uh, in downtown New Orleans, Everybody can have, you know, your, if you have a beer in your hand, that's fine. Yeah. Open container. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And so everybody hops in this line. Everybody's cheering. And you just go down, you know, just a little bit because you don't want to go, you yeah. know, for the rest of the day. And then you get off the parade. But as you're going down, other people are joining in. Yeah, it's So it's just cool. like a continuous parade. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's felt really, like a movie. really cool. Yeah. Definitely felt like a movie. I was happy you got to experience that because, yeah. you know, what are the odds that we're just standing there and right. a, a wedding just comes out of the mm-hmm. courtyard? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so being in that environment in New Orleans, and that's only half an hour outside, you know, from where I live in Slidell, I pretty much have everything at my disposal, right? If I want to be chill or whatever, I stay in Slidell, and then I have Walmart's like two minutes from my house, Mm -hmm. uh, and every store actually is like two minutes from my house, and I have access to everything. When you come and live in Ubley, I mean, it's not bad. It's just a village of 800 people. I mean, bad in like the distance to get stuff. It's Walmart's 20 minutes away, right? And that, that's like our only option pretty much yeah. too. That's what kind of stinks. It's not like you if, can go the other way and go to another city that has other options. If like we that wanted one town. like Whole Foods, we'd have to go an Whole hour Foods, and a half or something Best at least. Buy, Anything you know, like that. Clothes, like a mall. A mall. We're an actually hour an hour and a half from a mall. We're in like an hour and a half from Starbucks, <laughs> you guys. Like I would love to have a Starbucks and podcast, but no, I just brew my own coffee. Let here. me, to give you, to put it more in perspective, we live in a village of 800 people. Right. If you drive in any which direction, all you're going to see is farm. Right. Farm and a gentle land. It's beautiful. You know, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. It's it's awesome. It's really nice. But you're just out in the sticks. Right. We're in the middle of kind of nowhere in this thumb area. And so we like it. There's no traffic. So we do get anxiety. And I get it now when I go to a city and there's traffic. It it makes me, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, where are all these cars, all these, Mm -hmm. you know, what's all this stuff going on? So it is nice for us to go travel out, do some things, and then we come back and enjoy our, you know, humble living yeah. over here. And quite honestly, we save a lot of money. Yeah, that's true. I mean, cost of living here is low, real estate, you know, and all that. Well, because we don't really have like a happy hour we can go to every single day. Yeah. Or we, we're not tempted by that. We get sushi once a month around yeah, here. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Like we can get sushi, but it's only once a month. So you're the, <laughs> you either can make it or you can't. <laughs> the movie theater <laughs> has two showings. But it's so cute. It's like yeah. the... Vintage, yeah. retro movie theater. Yeah, and 
it like I'm just used to it and I really like it. And sometimes I think, wow, it'd be so nice to have something closer or I really want to go like have a nice dinner and do this. And it's just, it's not really feasible. And, and another thing that, you know, maybe you do or don't think about is you definitely get closer to your significant other, right? Like me and Nicole, we're closer than ever because we do spend a lot of time with each other and mm-hmm. i'm super close to her family like, yeah dave is like my best friend here your which dad. is my dad yeah your dad and and we play a lot of games and we just which hang out a lot and we know makes us smarter yeah we do we play a lot of board games card games everything and mm-hmm. so you know we have a good time and then being in a community like this there's uh, functions you know there is functions going yeah. on because people do want to do and stuff. you do attend them because yeah. you know everyone's going because okay this doesn't happen often yeah this is what we're doing you know so yeah i mean that's awesome i'm glad you like it because oh, it could have definitely went the other way i <laughs> get here like what the heck is yeah this? <laughs> i mean sometimes wide open spaces like this causes anxiety for people you know because people are so used to having so much near mm-hmm. them that mm-hmm. i've gotten that before where friends have come up and they're like oh my gosh i can't handle I mean, what, what if there's an emergency? You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. happened to us not too long ago. I bashed my head, you know, and I had oh, to get those staples. Yeah. And we had to drive 20 minutes to the emergency room. And, yeah. <laughs> that was freaky. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> Aww. Um, so, yeah. All right. So now that we live together, Nicole, right? And you know, we come from different backgrounds and everything. I know you wanted to start this segment and a and, and new segment. And what's this segment called? Weird or normal. But we're, let's like put quotes around the normal because there really is no normal. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's normal is a little bit different. But right. So is this like super – basically, do you do this too or is this just like big? <laughs> so weird or normal. And I guess this is more like a game, less than a yeah, segment. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so since – living with you and i kind of saw this in the big brother house as well you're like really particular about clean feet <laughs> like you're obsessed you wear slippers all the time like you walk i'd have to pay you a hundred dollars to walk outside for a second in bare feet yeah it's so crazy and i'm just like barefoot all the time i don't need shoes well okay all right look i get it right i just I have baby feet, right? I don't just, I don't like walking out barefoot or getting my feet dirty or anything like that. Yeah. But there is a caveat to that. I understand that you like to walk barefoot everywhere. Yeah. But when we go to get in bed, your feet should be well. This is clean. This, this is what I'm talking about. He wants to, he wants me to clean my freaking feet before I get in the bed. And I'm like, dude, it's not like there's like worms and dirt hanging off of my feet. Yeah. There might be a little bit of dust. We're like... I don't freaking know. I don't t- look at my feet. I don't know. I just feel like I don't want our bed to have all these little particles at the foot of it. Well, that's then- not... We have a king. That's my side. I can do what I want. <laughs> so I think, you guys, like, do you make your significant other... Okay, look, I'm not... Wash their feet before they get in the bed. I just think that's a normal thing, right? It's bedtime. You know, you wash your face, brush your teeth. Your feet are clean to okay, get in. I brush my... F- teeth and wash my face I'm i know very that's good why i skincare. said that i did that's why i know you do that but i'm just saying if you can just add one more thing just it's make funny because sure. now i'm looking at my feet and they're kind of like callous like shoes because <laughs> <laughs> you're always barefoot but mine are like you have baby feet mine are like pale white Yours smooth has- <laughs> as a baby's bottom like yeah. it's insane yeah it looks like you literally have never done anything well, i wear socks 24 7 and i don't like being barefoot i mean i just don't i don't think that's okay i get it, it's a little weird but, like, when I go to the beach, I'm barefoot, right? It's not like I'm wearing I've, socks to the I beach. I actually haven't been to the beach with you, so... You know what's crazy, though? I used to wear socks to the beach. 
See, this is an issue. You okay, guys. but that, hey, I don't do that anymore. You know, like I you was like, okay, oh my wear... god, I'm at the beach. I just don't like the feeling of sand, like underneath, like my flip flops or anything like that on my feet. I don't know. I just wait. So you wore socks on the sand? I used to just like just socks. Well, when I got to the beach, like I wouldn't go to the beach in flip flops. Like I'd go to the beach in my shoes, tennis shoes. Yeah, and then when I got there, I'd take off my socks and everything once I was already in the sand. But then before I put them on, I'd, make, I'd get like a water bottle and clean it and dry my foot, put my socks back on, put my shoes on. And then oh go. my gosh! <laughs> I just don't. I hate that feeling of like the sand between my toes. Like what? Like when I'm walking on the sand, I enjoy it, right? If I'm mm-hmm. there. But if I'm like leaving, and I just don't like having my shoes with like sand in it. He's like, such. Oh, a clean freak that it is really hard for me because i'm i'm messy but organized do you know what i mean creative type like super cool easygoing (laughs) and he is so neat freak okay okay look i could be messy sometimes oh no yeah well i just like having things in their place i mean i don't know like i look at our desk now and there's a lot of things that i would like to pick up right now but this is like i guess this is our shared space but mostly your space over here but yeah. Clutter doesn't. I love clutter. I, I mean, it doesn't bug me. It makes me feel comfortable. And he likes clutter. Stresses me out. Yeah. Yeah. Clutter. But it's it's like yeah. pretty clutter. It's like what our house is. No. Okay. So our house, our house is beautiful. You decorated it so well, and it's not. I don't see it as clutter. I see it as, I see it as like a design. Yeah, you know? it like, is. Okay, but when you have like you know, I don't know when you have things laying around or yeah like this this desk does need picked up because it doesn't really make sense but i just kind of push stuff over i have so much crap i just i've been collecting stuff for four years and now that i finally moved into a house i just i don't have space for it right but you gotta admit though i do i do clean like your desk has been very messy a couple times and i'll clean it and then i'll come back like I don't know, like three days later and it's back to how it was. Well, it's just like the same thing of me getting dressed. I'll clean my closet for eight hours one day and then uh, the next day it's terrible because I tried insane. on four outfits. But I sure in the heck am not going to go hang up all my clothes as I'm in a rush trying to get ready. I just, uh, okay. My, okay, my thing is if you go, as you're trying on these outfits, maybe, maybe when you don't want that outfit, you just put it right back on the no, hanger and no, hang no, it up. No. See, that's, that's how That's way I, too much time and oh I don't got God. time for that. And I'm also stressed because I can't find a freaking outfit. So the last thing I want to do is like, oh, I'm going to hang this up. Another, no. you know, another little piece of advice that I want to give you is that when we have to get ready to go somewhere, mm-hmm. don't wait 10 minutes before we go to try on 10 outfits. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's... I'm an expert at doing my makeup in five minutes and then I forget that I also got to do my hair and get dressed. Yeah. And that, that, that all crunches in together. And, you know, I I think what's more amazing than when you're getting dressed is when we get to a hotel room and oh. <laughs> and I go I, I swear I go to the restroom for like two minutes and I come out and it, it looks like your a bomb went off in your luggage and there's like stuff everywhere. Well, I gotta see what I pack. <laughs> and then I look at my side, not even realizing, and the, yeah. even the socks that I just took off are folded I and know. stacked underneath my pants and my shirt. I know it's super annoying, but. <laughs> Out of sight, out of mind. I got to see what's in my suitcase. And that's just how I am. Yeah. But, hey, I will give you the benefit of the doubt. As we've been coming back from trips, first, it took you a week, you know, or more to put stuff away from your luggage. And then it took you mm-hmm. a couple days. And now it's almost like when we get back that day or that next day, it's all back. So, yeah. No, I'm, I've been better. Yeah. I just, uh, I always overpack. And oh, I shouldn't yeah, overpack because it's. It's stressful when you get to the place and you have so many options. Yeah. 
There's but actually a study on that. If I you know, give somebody like four choices of ice cream, they'll pick one really fast. I know. If you give them 32 flavors, like, you know, Baskin Robbins, they're there for like 15 minutes. Like, exactly. okay, what am I going to get? No, I know. And I have read that too. And that's something that I need to take into consideration. But I, okay, so I haven't grew out of my clothes since like eighth grade. <laughs> let me, okay. <laughs> so it's clothes. My clothes is my issue. Let me give, let me give our listeners a little bit of perspective, right? We have three rooms in our house, okay? We have our bedroom, the master bedroom, and it has our bathroom. We have our office that's connected to a bathroom and a laundry. It's all one big yeah. room. And then we have another room that we strictly dedicated to Nicole's clothes and a little bit of my clothes. Uh, A little more is we have one, Nicole has one, two, three, four clothes racks, and I have one. And I still have a whole room full of clothes at my parents. Yeah. But I haven't been buying new clothes. (laughs) And that's, you've gotten better with that too. Yeah. And I've donated so much. I really have. And I've done, I've, I give away so much. But then sometimes I, if it's, I pride timeless. myself. I, if it's timeless, I keep it because I, yeah, I pride myself in the donation initiative because I was like Nicole, you have entirely too much yeah. clothes. I don't, you know, don't throw it away, but you know, and you're like, okay, yeah, I can donate it. You know what's crazy is when I I do go to Goodwill and stuff sometimes to see if I can find like some cool furniture, and I found a cool lamp the other day, and a cool bowling ball bag, but I see my clothes on the rack. <laughs> And I send pictures to my mom, and I'm like, it just seems so lonely. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, I want to buy it. And then I feel so bad. Like, it's just sitting there. I, I feel like I put feelings in everything. <laughs> and I'm, gonna t- I'm tearing off. I know. I see your face. <laughs> your face is getting red. Your eyes are getting watery. Like, it's like your clothes was just sitting there all uh, alone, and you bought it. And, oh, my gosh. Aww. Okay, another weird thing about you. Okay, here we go. Down the rabbit hole. If he doesn't want something, or if, if it's just, like, he just wants to throw it away, like a plant. If he just doesn't like my plant okay, or if it's no. not doing well, let me okay, finish. Okay, go ahead. If it's not, I'm really bad at poinsettias, but if it's just like in his way and it's past Christmas and it still can come back to life because I've done that with lots of plants, <sighs> he wants to just throw it away. And that is really sad because plants, they can feel that. Oh my gosh. All I know is I came into the house. There was a dying poinsettia on the table. I went to move it. Because I watered it too dirt, much. Dirt. There was dirt on the table. And oh my dead gosh. leaves. Dead leaves are falling off of it. And I'm like, what do you want to, uh, like, what do you want to do with this? Like, let's keep it. So then I looked at it again a little bit later. It was even more dying by our computer. And I was like, can we just toss this out? And she's like, no. Yeah, I need help with poinsettias. I've, that's, that's the only plant that we've had to get rid of. Yeah, I brought my trees and stuff back to life, and our basil. And that's mint. true. That's true. That's true. So, you get, anyways, you're he just, at that. he likes to just toss something. Where I'm like, let's. What can we do with it? We can we can make some like those jeans. We can make something with that. I can. Okay, but that's a double edged sword because today it's these jeans. Tomorrow it's another shirt. Tomorrow, and then next thing you know, you haven't gotten to the project, and now we're just stored full of things that we haven't done anything with. That, like, okay, for example, the doors that we have out back. Yeah, but it's winter. Yeah, okay, but so I bought these really, really cool. They're so cool, vintage, vintage doors, and they're only five bucks each. So I bought five. They're all so, different, different yeah. colors, different textures. I mean, they look like they were in old houses. Skip two six months later. Well, uh, I plan on the, building something with them. I'm just saying we've had those doors for a while. So 
I don't, okay, I, I support your project 100%. Yeah. But if it gets a year and those doors still haven't done anything, you would still fight me saying, hey, I could do something with yeah, those as a project. But... And I'm like, well, we've had these for a year and nothing's going on. Well, guess what? Maybe you should help me build something, you know? <laughs> I have exactly what I want. I found it on Pinterest. Okay. So oh, okay. the thing is, is it's winter. We're not going to go out and build something right now. And it's for our back like garden area. Mm-hmm. It's like a little patio shelter. <laughs> it's really cute. <laughs> I remember you showing me a and picture I mean, of it. Normally that would cost a lot of money and we already have the materials. We yeah. just need a builder. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I'm just saying it's if it's not the doors... It's the plant. If it's not the plant, it's the newspapers that you got mad at me well, for I'm throwing away. I'm just looking away. around right now. We, it's all like really nice stuff. I know. I'm just saying. Uh, there's just like what's in those. We'll what's, in that, what's in that blue box? Right. What's in that blue box up there? Um, those are RNF samples, Rodan and Field samples to give to my customers. Oh, okay. It's, I don't know. It's work. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like there, there's a lot of things that uh, you're you're not a hoarder. Right, you're not a hoarder. No, I'm not. But you're borderline. I'd no, say. I'd, I'm not I'd say borderline. You're, you're you're border. I mean, we. Vic, there is no way <laughs> that I am a hoarder. Every at okay, least so- at least once every two weeks, I have to get rid of things in our junk drawer because it won't open. So I mean, this one's man comes over. He doesn't want to give us a new book every single two weeks. And also, Victor, um, <laughs> if I was a hoarder, we don't have. Space. A basement. Yeah, we don't to, have space. To put anything. So mm-hmm. um, if we did, then you wouldn't even know about this stuff. Yeah, but then years down the line, I'd go into the basement. And like, I don't care. I'm keeping stuff for our kids. Like, <laughs> I want her to be able to look back at my clothes and be like, oh, this is so cool. My mom saved some clothes. And I love to wear her sweatshirt, like her um, yeah. class sweatshirt. Oh, yeah. And yeah, she yeah. was so tiny. Like, it's like almost too small for me. Oh, no way. But it's like. I love, and she had like a skirt, and I wore in high school, and I loved it because I was always into retro things. Yeah. And so I'm hoping one day, if we have a girl, she'll be like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so happy you should save these shoes." I literally have a bin, like oh, yeah. future daughter bin. Oh, she does. I mean, we even have a little play thing outside already. Actually, it's not a play thing; it's the headboard. Oh yeah. I, so I had like a dollhouse. Um, yeah, headboard. It's, yeah, it's like a, it's it the shape a roof, of a house with a roof and little windows. Windows, right? and it has like pillars coming it's down the side. It's pink and green, right? Yeah, and then like the middle, where the middle of the headboard, it has you open up the shutters. And it's like a bookcase, <laughs> and so I want. Yeah, it's so cool. So and it's that, in our it's in our garage. That's yep. Yeah, it's in our garage. It's been and uh, yeah, that's one of those things that Nicole wants to hold on to. But I mean, I get it. I mean, so yeah. Even, even if I don't get it, I love you so much that I will try to understand. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And you're doing also really well with the neighborhood cats. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yesterday, I went to Walmart just to buy two giant bags of cat food. Plus, I bought like those fancy. Can- I don't. I don't think I told you the cans. The oh, fancy. You bought cans the canned food for once in a while. I'm just okay. Let me uh, p- put a little perspective on this. I was at work one day, and Nicole shoots me a message like, "Hey, do we have these cats that are coming by? I fed them, and I don't have any food. And so, can you pick up cats? I was food? giving them tuna, and then I read it's not good to give them tuna. And I was like, "Why are we going to feed all the? I mean, we start feeding one cat, we're going to get all the cats back here. And like, I get it. They need to eat." Yeah, somewhere but do. we're not a we're not you know the cafeteria so my neighbors are 
they come over one day and they're like, where are all these, all these cats are coming over. They're pooping in my lawn. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, because I'm feeding them, but I'm afraid to tell them. But I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm feeding them. I'm feeding them. Like, don't you dare hurt them. Yeah. Not that they would, but I was just like. He's like, yeah, I see them. They come over here and they poop in my lawn and they leave. <laughs> but I mean, the, the sheriff of Ubley was like, we have a cat problem <laughs> in this so, town because they're just, you know. Yeah, we're contributors. Anyways, so yeah, they come by and we feed them and he's doing really good. So, yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening to our inaugural episode, episode one of Coco Caliente. If you guys can go ahead, subscribe, follow, uh, rate, review Mm -hmm. our podcast. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, It should be on Spotify, any of the platforms that you use to listen to your podcast. That's Coco Caliente. Subscribe now. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.